Hi, my name is Dr. Iman Sadri, and welcome to my weight loss podcast, Mastering the Psychology of Weight Loss. If you are listening to this podcast, either you have a desire to lose weight, a dream to lose weight, a passing interest to lose weight, maybe you've lost weight and want to hear what I have to say, or better yet, you have set a goal to lose weight. And by goal, I don't mean just I want to lose weight. That's a dream. You've converted it to a goal. I want to go from, for example, 250 pounds to 220 pounds by October 31st, for example, 2021. Uh, And the goal setting is important in every aspect of life but ultimately you know the information i have to share with you is sharing my journey and how i lost 40 pounds and i've kept it off and speaking of 40 i'm 40 years old but my many of my friends say that i look younger than i did 10 years ago in fact a lot of family members i've met recently seen recently at a reunion they said i look younger than i did when i was in my early 30s And when you lose weight, it's not just about looking younger because you ultimately will have more energy. You know, I have a picture here with Warren G from 2012, a rapper, when I was 31 years old, but I looked like I was 50 years old. You know, I've had a few hair procedures and uh, my face has shrunk. And, you know, now that I'm 40, I look and feel younger than I did a decade ago. But that youthfulness translates to all aspects of your life when you lose weight. So there's many reasons to lose weight, not just to look and feel younger, fit in the pants, but it literally translates to all aspects of your life. I'm more successful in all avenues of my life, especially the entrepreneurial aspect because the added energy I have gives me more ability to make the most out of the day. So I went from 201 pounds to 161 pounds and I've kept it off two years later. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dentist. As a, as a disclaimer, please check with a medical doctor or a nutritionist to see if the following advice in this podcast is right for you. I'm just sharing with you my weight loss journey and what I did. And not just what I did, but how I thought and the thoughts I thought. And that's really hopefully why you're here. Because you know if you go to a drive-thru and you want to lose weight, you're not supposed to eat a burger. You're supposed to eat a salad. And you have the option to have a salad. Or if they don't have a salad, you have the option of eating the burger without any fries and having it in a a lettuce wrap. You know, if you go to a Mexican restaurant, you have the option of not having a burrito, but having a burrito bowl, right? You know what you're supposed to eat. The question is, even if you have a desire to lose weight, how do you make that decision at the drive-thru, right? You have a split-second decision. And Mel Robbins, a mentor of mine, says you have five seconds or less to make a decision, either eat healthy or lose weight, to lose weight, or eat excessive uh, calories and not lose weight, ultimately probably gain weight, how do you decide at that moment to make the right decision? In this case, to eat a salad, for example. That's what we want to talk about and get into and the core principles I got into. You know, one of those principles is the fact that you're not missing out. Right, you have to tell yourself. Listen, I've probably had, you know, in my case, hundreds and hundreds of burgers in a row in a couple of years, and I'm like, well, let's not have a burger today, right? And let's see what happens. But we'll get into that. Ultimately, what I did to lose weight was to cut out carbs. 
And by carbs, I mean no bread, no rice, no fries, no pasta, no pizza, no mashed potatoes, no onion rings, and zero starch-related snacks that have carbs of any kind. I cut out a third meal of the day as well. So I also started to apply the principle of intermittent fasting, you know, without even knowing what that was. You know, I was eating 4,000 calories a day. I was eating a large croissant, egg and cheese, ham sandwich for breakfast. I would call ahead at this donut shop. They would make it for me. Then I would, for lunch, have a big burger and big onion rings. And the days that I substituted a side salad instead of fries or onion ring, I pat myself on the back, you know, while I still had the big burger. And for dinner, I'm Persian. I would have a large Persian dish of stew and half of that was rice every night. And, you know, that's 4,000 calories a day. And I was playing basketball like four days a week at the local gym. And I was maintaining a body weight of 195 by doing that. And, and within a week or two, I ballooned to 201. And I think maybe that week I didn't play any basketball, but I was eating more. And I put on a pair of pants that were size 36 and it didn't it didn't fit at all i mean it, the button ca- came off and that same day i went to a clothing store and i put on a large sweater and it was super tight it didn't even fit i put on an extra large sweater and even that was starting to feel tight and i stepped on the scale when it said 201 i just jumped i said okay i gotta make a change i've never seen this 200 number and you know in life you want high numbers and low numbers you know for your credit score you want high numbers for your weight you want low numbers if you're trying to lose weight, um, you know. So the, the number aspect is really important. It's an interesting concept. You know, you want high numbers in your bank account. You want low numbers in a certain bad type of cholesterol. So the point is numbers that we measure, in this case statistics of the weight, is a good, was really the, the kind of onus for me to make a change. They're like, well, what triggered you to lose weight? I said, well, stepping on the scale and it was 201 pounds, that was the trigger. You know, putting on an extra large weight, uh, sweater and it felt tight because um, I had gained excess weight, that was also a trigger. I said, okay, I got to make a change. What change can I make? And I thought about 2009 when I had lost about five pounds in a week by cutting out bread. You know, I would eat a large sandwich every day for, for lunch or dinner. And I said, you know what, let me not have any bread this week and just see what happens. Because I had heard of, you know, how no carb diet could help people lose weight. And I said, let me just try this out. And I did that. That week I lost five pounds because I was going to Vegas and I was meeting some friends and I heard some girls were going to be there and I looked great. And people are like, oh my God, your face is shrunk. What did you do? I said, well, I just didn't eat bread this week. And now fast forward to 2018, I was 201 pounds and I went from 201 to 177 in 10 weeks by cutting out carbs and pretty much eating about two meals a day. I substituted the big egg croissant sandwich for a protein bar, right? For lunch, I had a chicken salad and an iced tea. And for dinner, I had a protein bar and that's it. And so, you know, you could call it, call it a combination of less calories and no carbs um, and ultimately intermittent fasting. Because then I went from 177 to 161 pounds, which is what I'm at right now by ultimately only eating one to two meals a day and keeping it like that because the time when I lost 24 pounds I was still eating dinner several nights a week kind of late and I had a cheat meal once a week on Sundays I'd go have 
I'd eat carbs on Sundays, at least in the form of Eggs Benedict with bread. And then as of the last year, I don't have a cheat day. There's no cheat day. There's no such a thing in cheat as a cheat day. You know, if somebody's married, there shouldn't be a cheat day. Somebody's incorporating a lifestyle to eat healthy. There is no cheat day, you know. And by cheat day, you can have a cake. Listen, you can have, if you lose weight, you lose weight to a point where you've exceeded your goals, which my initial goal was 169 pounds. I said, you know, let me be the weight I was when I was 18 years old. My brother, as a medical doctor, said, you know, everybody should be their high school weight. That, should, that, that is their ideal weight, you know. And again, everybody's different, but he's like, if you want to be fit, you should be the weight you were when you graduated high school, at least for me. I was 169. Somebody was overweight in high school, then maybe not. They should be actually lower weight that they were. Uh, so, number one, no carbs. Number two, intermittent fasting. Number three, you know, you cannot eat four or five meals a day. That's the same thing as intermittent fasting. One to two meals a day. So, what do I eat now? I don't have any breakfast. If I have a large breakfast, I'm not eating it at all the rest of the day. Or at least till dinner time, maybe I'll have some snacks. But, you know, for me, I'll have a coffee. I'll have two coffees in the morning. One, a regular coffee that I have in my condo that they have downstairs. And then I'll also go to Starbucks and get a peppermint mocha, non-fat, no whip. And um, just two pumps of each, right? That's that's my drink over there. And I order in advance. It's ready when I, pick, when I swing by to pick it up. That's my breakfast. For lunch, I'll have... There's a Mexican restaurant across from my office where little hole in the wall and it's amazing because they'll make these little basically what they call mexi bowl which is a mexican restaurant just converted a burrito into a bowl which they have at pretty much every mexican restaurant or you can make it if they don't have it on the menu you go you say i don't want a burrito get the contents of a burrito except rice and put it in a bowl so i'll have carne asada i'll have lettuce tomato you can even have a little bit of cheese but i don't really put cheese on there and beans right you can have beans Beans, you know, there's probably carbs in there, but that's one type of carbs that I do eat, and you can eat beans, and um, it's pretty nutritious and filling. So that's a, that's a cheap, cheap version of carbs right there. So that's what I eat for lunch is a is a medium sized bowl with no rice, right? Carne asada, vegetables, and I'll have a sparkling apple juice, and for lunch. For dinner, I'll have some almonds and a cranberry juice. There's flavored almonds I'll get, usually blueberry flavored almonds, or they have different types, um, and I'll have a cranberry juice. And then a couple nights a week, I'll actually still go to dinner. I mean, I'll get home at like 8 o'clock, and I'll still go have like dinner. And by dinner, I'll have like a couple of meatballs at an Italian restaurant, right, with a cocktail. Like last night, I had steak, believe it or not. So you could still get away a couple nights a week to actually eat like a medium-sized dinner, just no carbs, but you cannot eat 10 p.m., right? So, you know, the body is like a water balloon and I call it the water balloon effect. The body will shrink the less you put into it, like a, a water balloon, right? The water balloon, you kind of open it up, the water comes out. In this case, it's the calories burning. It's the fat being turned into energy by not eating excessively, right? The body will shrink. And you know, again, check with a medical professional, a medical doctor, or a nutritionist to see if this advice is right for you. But, you know, let's get into the ma mastering the psychology of weight loss. And this is my first podcast. I really hope uh, you find this information helpful. Please hit the like and subscribe button. And this is a pilot episode. But uh, I'm really excited to launch this. And there's a lot more of these psychology tips in the ensuing episodes. But the number one tip, the number one thing you got to do is tell yourself, you're not missing out. 
right? Mastering the psychology of weight loss starts with how you talk to yourself. When you're at the drive-thru, you know you need to lose weight. You know you need to eat healthy. You know that if it's a goal of yours, you're not supposed to eat a... If you're at the drive-thru and you want to lose weight and you know you have to eat some, you know, certain meal that does not have any carbs, you know you're supposed to do that. But how do you do it? How do you not overindulge? Well, you do that by... You know, what I did was said, you know what, I've had at least 100 burgers in a row. Maybe today I won't have a burger. I've had thousands of pizzas in my life. Maybe no more pizza. And let me have a salad. Is it as nutritious? Actually, is it as tasty? It is because a lot of times if you cut out carbs, you actually are really not missing out on the bread. A lot of times the bread ruins the meal. How many times have you had pizza? Bread was too hard, ruined the pizza. How many times have you went to an Italian restaurant and they gave you a bunch of bread before the food came. By the time the food came, you were like kind of half full, kind of ruined the meal. How many times have you made rice and the rice was like overcooked, undercooked? It kind of ruined the stew. So now I'll have Persian dish a few nights a week and without any rice. I'll just have some stew and the side salad. And I'll tell you, the taste buds get accentuated because they're actually concentrating on the flavor of the stew. It's actually, in many ways, it tastes better when you cut out bread and rice. I mean, majority of the time, I'll go out and have a sandwich, the bread was problematic. It was either too soft or too hard, and it just ruined the inside of the sandwich. So I really think carbs are overrated. You know, when you go to a burger spot, if you have to have a burger, you know, I even have a burger salad. It's crazy. I'll say, you know what, can you, can you, can I, can I get a bowl, and like, can I put the burger in a bowl, and I'll cut it up, and I'll eat it with a fork and knife. You know, if, uh, sometimes I don't feel like eating it in a lettuce wrap. But again, no fries, no onion rings, and the body will shrink, I'm telling you. So that's psychology tip number one. I have actually a bachelor's in psychology from UC Davis, and I have a doctor in dental surgery from NYU, and people are like, what is a dentist talking about weight loss? I said, what does it have to do with dentistry? I said, I'll tell you what it has to do. When you eat with your mouth, so we're in the habit, we're in the business of fixing the functional habit of being able to chew, Number one. Number two, there's a ridiculous prevalence of, ridiculously high prevalence of diabetes in this country. And there's a direct link with diabetes and periodontal disease. And if people can cut out carbs, you know, studies have proven that the blood sugar decreases. And again, check with a medical doctor to see if your diabetes will be eradicated. But I've heard, I've heard mixed, mixed things about that where literally there are, there are theories and actual clinical evidence that one type 2 diabetes could pretty much almost be eradicated if they eliminate carbs. But again, check with the doctor to see if you know that is true or if that advice is something that is applicable. But you know, if somebody has diabetes and they're taking metformin every single day of the week for the rest of their life, and there's a possibility that they could decrease their meds or just naturally have lower blood sugar by changing their behavior, then this podcast is right for you. So hope you find this information helpful and informative. And there's a lot more to get into in the ensuing episodes. But number one, you're not missing out. Okay. You're not if you are trying to lose weight, you have an excess of fat you need to burn. You've had an excess of you know heavy carb items that have been stored as fuel. Now you can burn those. Okay. Listen, there are many reasons to lose weight. Looking young is one of them. And having more confidence is one of them. Fitting into clothes is one of them. But it's a domino effect that triggers 
into other aspects of your life. You know, you could hear me speak and speak with energy and this is all natural. Uh, so I encourage you to be disciplined, okay? Make the most out of the day by not eating excessively. And you know, when you prepare meals, it just takes too long too. To the whole kind of concept of eating multiple times a day, food on a daily basis in terms of meal prep, just takes so much time. People spend so much time thinking about where they're going to eat and what they're going to do, and they spend a whole hour eating. It's like that's not necessarily what animals do. You know, animals in nature don't eat multiple times a day. Many of them, you know, cows do, and they're really heavy. The skinny cows don't, right? There's skinny cows in many parts of the world that don't eat multiple times a day. And so, uh, hope you found this information helpful. Again, I'm Dr. Iman Sadri. You can look me up on social media across all platforms at Dr. Iman Sadri. And if you enjoy this content, hit the like and subscribe button. And uh, most importantly, leave any feedback and commentary. And look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Cheers. Have a great day. And don't forget the most important concept, which is master the day by being in charge of your decisions, by being in charge of your psychology by talking to yourself positively. And there's a lot more to get into. Um, and I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Have a great rest of the day. Cheers.